You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And I can tell you, you know, part of the the amazingness of not only this podcast, but being a part of this just really, you know, beautiful NFT community is that, you know, I feel like there are, you know, each day, each week, each, each, uh, almost hour, we have the opportunity to connect with, uh, amazing people. We get to, you know, dive into new discords we need we get to uh, be a part of some amazing projects and you know for me you know since the start of this podcast you know even the fact that we're doing this you know every single day right the fact that this is a, a daily podcast while while at the same time uh, most of you you know that you know part of this for me is also you know playing that long game right and understanding that you know this is something we are going to you know do for uh, the long term you know, one of the things that I really uh, wanted to hone in on and and really embrace inside of this podcast is the idea that you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to know everything about everything. And you also, we have the ability to kind of uh, manage and kind of regulate how, how much we spend in this space. But I will tell you, um, today was a little bit of a rough day for me. And I'm going to be, a, you know, we're going to get a little honest here on the podcast. Uh I think my my body was catching up to me a little bit in the the fact that I've been pulling you know sixteen eighteen hour days really since um, probably Thanksgiving um, you know without you know I know with the podcast being daily um, it's one thing but you know the just the 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 adrenaline it's really the dopamine hit right you know I I have ADHD and um, and I understand the role dopamine pay, plays in my um, you know the way that I focus, the way I, my attention goes. And, and sometimes my hyper-focus um, with ADHD actually can roll against me. It actually is something that in, in some cases can be a negative. And with that being said, and understanding that sometimes my uh, you know, ADHD can be a negative and, and it can impact me in ways that I sometimes takes a little bit to, to see, you know, I, I want to, you know, go through this episode and I, and I really, you know, this is a topic that I think is important to me, uh, important to so many of us. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Tyson Ross. So Tyson Ross, one of our, uh, amazing listeners and, uh, just happens to be uh, a major league baseball player as well. Uh, he actually suggested, uh, the topic for today and I was planning on recording it for tomorrow's episode, but after going through today's day, I kind of was like, you know what, it, I, I need to just embrace it for today. And so really what I wanted to kind of share and kind of break down, and, and I want to highlight, you know, a couple projects. Of course, those that listened to yesterday's episode on um, the the amazing West Coast Customs team, 
we, we, we did mint one of the West Coast Customs uh, meta whips for the Mint 365 project. Uh, we also had the opportunity to give away two of those uh, NFTs to our community, one with a Twitter giveaway, uh, one with our Discord giveaway. Uh, and I just have to say, like, you know, I'm still riding a, a bit of a high from that amazing uh, podcast episode, just getting to know those guys. And I can tell you, it's not the end of the, that collaboration. Not only did I, we, we end up getting uh, six or seven of those NFTs uh, where we purchased out of our own, uh, our own bag. But I just love what they're building. And I, I believe it, what I said on the podcast is so true that, you know, they're building something that is about long term, that is about, this idea of, you know, not only, you know, I, I refer to this term called slow burn and I need to do just a whole episode on this concept of slow burn podcast, uh, you know, NFTs, but you know, the idea of slow burn for me comes into kind of like this podcast, right? Uh, I think, you know, when we started out the podcast and, and I remember, you know, we got our first 500, our episode hit 500 downloads, um, a couple of weeks in and I, you know, I was feeling good. I, I, I wasn't looking for this to be a home run out the gate. I understood and was managing my own expectations, but I will tell you, you know, managing expectations is one thing, but managing how we consume, how we're influenced and really how we even identify things I believe is essential for our mental health. And I am going to first, you know, raise my hand and admit that I have not been great at managing my mental health and the role that, that NFTs are going to play in my life. And I'm going to be committed to uh, shifting that a little bit. I have some people that are, I'm bringing on to the team that are going to help me manage some of my the, the things from Discord to some of the promotions around the podcast. Uh, we actually have a, you know, uh, Kevin and the team are now taking over the republishing of the podcast episodes over on NFT365, um, uh, NFT365podcast.com. But, you know, I just want to say like, you know, part of it, the, the excitement is that there are always drops and things going on. And, and, and anyone that was following the crypto skulls over the last couple of weeks or over the last week, I guess, um, that project has really just been a, a roller coaster. I've never actually seen a project where the, the floor price goes from like 1.1 to 4.5 back to 1.1, all like within like a two hour span. And, and I remember like as I was saw it go up and then I saw it come back down. I started trying to move some things around to, to stack some ETH to jump in on it. And I started to recognize that I was like making some like really weird decisions on things, the way that I was moving things, some things around. And then I, I recognized that, holy crap, FOMO is driving my decision right now. And for those that don't know what FOMO is, it stands for the fear of missing out. And many, many of you probably don't know this, but... I have a very successful podcast called FOMO Fans with a Z. You guys can still, it's in all your podcasting apps. Um, we had many, many seasons, I believe six seasons of that podcast. Uh, it still gets a massive amount of downloads still to this day. There's a lot of really great evergreen content over there. But for me, FOMO Fans taught me a lot that I can share with you right now that are in the NFT space. And one of them is that you, you have to kind of make decisions on, are you embracing your FOMO? Or are you understanding how to manage your FOMO? Now, like the, the, the haters or like the novelty will say, you know, don't, 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 you know, look, don't look at things from a FOMO perspective. Look at them from a JOMO perspective, the joy of missing out. I don't think anyone has joy of missing out of things. Like, let's, let's be real real quick. Let's, let's just keep this real. 
the, those that are saying like the joy of missing out are those that missed out and are bitter and want to shame those that were that kind of embraced their FOMO. Now, where I want to go with this and where I want to kind of take this conversation is, you know, we, we have to understand that in this NFT space, you know, when you take when when you buy an NFT, like you become an owner of that NFT and you are actually ultimately incentivized to promote that NFT, talk about that NFT, make it your profile photo, because the more people that are aware of the NFTs that, that you are holding and the ones that you're supporting, the more people that want to get in, the more, you know, more demand increases, but the supply stays the same. So in a weird way, when we think about like where NFTs fit, and, and, and it's very similar to crypto, right? Like anyone that's, that's seen, I, I've never seen so many people like try to guilt me into buying Shiba Inu and I was like, why are these people pressuring me to like want to jump in on Sheeb? And when I recognized it, I was like, but for them, the more people they get in the Sheeb, the more the price goes up. And right. And so in a weird way, like I, I was always kind of like anti vanity metrics. Right. But I also understand the, that the role followers do play. But I will say one of the things we have to recognize, and, and I'm doing a little bit more data research on this for the, the for a future podcast episode is I I want to I want to look at the correlation between giveaways and incentives to draw, to join a Discord and how many of those people that are driven into a Discord pre-launch actually buy the NFT. I also want to do a little bit of re, a deeper dive into if someone gets a a POAP, a proof of attendance or if you're giving them um you know whitelist because of uh, of total actions that they take you know, how many people then are still going to be ones that mint the NFTs? And then the other data point that I'm really excited about, you know, looking into is, you know, how many people join a Discord prior to a project launching? And is that usually just because of it's a whitelist? And then if you don't, like how many people find a project, get excited about it, buy it. And then once they mint it or they buy it on secondary market, now they join into the Discord. The reason all of that is important is right now, a lot of our decisions are impacted by the hype machine and we are all guilty don't do not do do not snub your face do not like roll your eyes and like oh these hype people because here's the thing about like the hype conversation is the thing that i get a lot from you the listeners is brian 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 how do i convince my friends and family to get in on nfts and i will tell you for me like the way i look at that is i don't think we need to be convincing them i think we need to be sharing the value amplifying the good things and the, the, the opportunities that NFTs are empowering and enabling. And that can be financial, that can be a community, that can be mentally, it could be all of those things. I believe if we stop trying to influence people by forcing them or guilting them or shaming them or telling them if they don't, you know, if they, if they ignore this for too long, then they're you know, going to be out of business or whatever that may be. I believe we actually have to shift this narrative towards like, how do we make it to the point where we explain the value at such a level that people now have the light bulb and rather than us convincing them to come into NFTs, they come to us and say, how do I get more involved? What are the great best communities and projects to be a part of? Now, I will say the, there's a concept of FUD, which, you know, F. F-U-D for those that are following along at home. And, you know, for those that remember, you know, I did a podcast episode a little bit a uh, while ago. Uh, I believe it's like episode 55, I think. 
uh, where I went down and I broke down 41 NFT terms. One of the ones I recognized that I missed right out of the gate from that episode is FUD. And FUD is an abbreviation for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And this usually you know, comes into this idea of spreading FUD or someone that is there you know, in, with only a, go- a goal of FUD. And so here's that, the, the concept here, right? Where we have hype on one side, right? Where people are hyping up a project, wanting people to get so excited, like almost obnoxiously putting it in your face. And that's like, that's like talking about a project, kind of like making that project all everything to do with everything. And then there's on the other side of this, which is the FUD side, where people are going into discords and spreading, in many cases, rumors, false information, or even just putting like that, that sense of doubt into people's minds by saying things like, wow, I can't believe a project with this, many, um, with this much money invested in it uh, hasn't minted out yet. Like, man, most projects mint out much faster than this. And what, by what you're saying is you're putting that little bit of doubt in those that are in there that are thinking about buying it. And in many cases, the reason you're doing that is because either you want to lower the floor price so that you can buy them. I've seen that done by some big name influencers and, and it takes a lot for me to hold back from calling out some of these influencers, but um, just know that you'll notice that there'll be people that I don't follow. I never amplify and you will never hear on this podcast. And those are people I, I, I prefer the other side of this. I prefer to lift people up and amplify the good people doing good things. So you won't hear me take a very negative tone against individuals um, unless I, I, you know, unless I directly feel or see some of the things that are going on and I feel like that, that you know, I can no longer sit by. But this FUD idea, right, this idea of spreading fear uncertainty and doubt it's existed for a long while right it's existed um and it can be it's really this idea of of emotional intelligence in a way right it's the idea of using our emotions for us or against us and i think if you could take anything from this episode is i believe those that are going to be most successful long term in the nft space are those that can recognize where things are coming at them and how it impacts them from an emotional perspective and still make rational decisions and still stay aligned with your strategy and your long-term goals. And I will say, I have not been great at this over the last week or so. Over the last week or so, there's a couple times where I was getting mad and frustrated at myself because I just like bought into a couple projects, you know, we're buying an NFT every day and then another project comes out and I'm, and I missed it and I freaking missed it. And I'm like, Brian, come on now. You got to stay on top of this. Like, and you know, I'm researching it and then I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to, to jump into that project? And here's the truth. <laughs> we can't be involved in every single project. And I would actually argue that those that are, that are really focused on the long term. Of, of this, you know, of NFTs and, and the NFTs that you're a part of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. I was, I was thinking about through this today. Like, I would argue that, like, if you have, like, your five core NFT projects that you, like, love, that you plan on diamond handing, right? Remember, we talked about that term, right? Diamond handing, uh, which means holding on to it long term. have no plans on selling, even if the price goes down. Uh, it's not going to fall through your hands like the paper handers. But it, I believe you're going to have, like, five projects that are, like, those for you. And they're the ones that are going to be notifications are going to be on in the discord. 
And then you could have a bunch of other projects that you could invest in. Um, and maybe they're a little bit more passive. But here's the thing that I think we have to look at all of that is where is the hype coming from in our lives? And how do we manage the hype roller coaster? Because here's the thing. This NFT game, especially these 365 days, is a roller coaster. Make no mistake about it. There is going to be good. There is going to be bad. There are going to be ups. There are going to be downs. There are going to be times where we feel like we are upside down. There are going to be times where we feel like this thing will never end. There'll be times where we feel like things, uh, the, the high from going, you know, from, from climbing up this mountain was, was too short because all of a sudden we're on this long dip and we're riding this roller coaster down and, and we feel like, will the, will the dip ever stop? And, and, and this ride can be exhausting and it can also be something that can be detrimental to, you know, our financial decisions as well as, you know, our mental health as well as even our overall like view of this space. And so really where I want us to think about this is that, you know, I, I do believe we need to tune out the FUD and if you see people that spread more negativity and doubt about other projects, unfollow them, mute them, block them on social media. We do not need more negativity in our lives, in our worlds, hands down. I will say this, and I've said this forever, that if you don't like a certain social media channel, like I, I know many of my listeners will say, you know, Brian, I hate Facebook. Facebook, oh, it's the worst social network. It's all negative and, and people that are, uh, are, you know, it's the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers and it's politics and it's people that are just bashing other people. I, Facebook sucks. And what I have to say to that is, no, the people you're following suck. Because your Facebook feed, the, your Twitter feed, your Instagram feed are determined by the people that you are following. And so if it is too negative, if it is too much in your face and, and it's giving you an emotional, uh, you know, an emotional reaction that you are not comfortable with, it is up to you to hone that in, to unfollow, to block, to mute people and manage that yourself. I know it can be the trendy thing and the hip thing to, to feel as though we can blame the social media platforms. But in most cases, almost all of the channels, they're not giving us things in our feed for the most part that isn't things that aren't based on what we like or what we're currently following. And you can say, Brian, what about Facebook ads? Facebook ads are highly, highly optimized based on who you're following. And so if you're not following those pages and unfollowing that uncle of yours that is the negative person only bashing other people about their politics and you unfollow that, that person that your friends all think it's cool to follow, but that person is really negative, guess what's going to happen? Your, your, feed, your feed's going to change. And you're also your kind of connection to that, that platform is going to change. I will tell you, my Facebook feed is pretty damn good right now. Like if I open up Facebook, I pretty much see the people and the things that I want to see. Do you know why? I spend my time. If I scroll through something and I see someone post something negative and I hadn't seen it in a while, I hit those three dots and I say snooze for 30 days. That's like my, that's my go-to. And then if I see that post again, right after those 30 days, and I see someone again, I'm like, wait a second, didn't I just snooze them for 30 days? They get unfollowed or blocked or removed. Now, the thing we can't do in this environment is that we cannot unfollow and mute people that just disagree with us or approach things differently than us. You know, that's how we get into a very dangerous scenario of we, we create like this, like this really like 
talking head, yes man, uh, you know, community of people where it's like everyone that thinks like us and believes like us. And, and that's really a lot of the problem that we have in society today. So what I'm telling you is don't block and follow and mute people that just challenge you or think differently, but really recognize the people that are, 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 are using that emotional connection or that emotional, um, you know, that ability to, you know, change your emotional reaction based on their content or the things that they're posting. We all know those people, right? I mean, that's, I don't have to point those people out. Now, this idea of FUD, right? The idea of people that are spreading fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I believe if you're managing a Discord server, you have every right to manage it however you want to manage it. I think you should make sure the rules are very clear. I believe you should make sure that you are very clear with the the like one strike or two strike or three strike rules, uh, and you can should also be you know very transparent when you're handling kind of negativity or things that are going on. But I do not believe that you know it is like Burger King, right? Discord is not Burger King. You you don't get it your way right away all the time. There are plenty of people that their actions and their how they act is not okay. And you know what? Yes, it is a free country, but it is a free country that will, well, here in the United States, it's a free country, but you also have to understand the repercussions for your actions. And if you're using your freedom and spreading FUD and negativity, and you are getting kicked out or blocked out of Discord servers, and then you take to Twitter to bash these projects or break them down or be the person that's like, this project is horrible. And the only reason that you're saying that is because they, they, they removed your negativity from the, the Discord server. You're the problem. Like, you're the problem. Not these projects, not the, the, the influencers, not the NFT or the Web3 space. Now, with all that being said, I also want to understand, you know, so we, we, have to, we have to tune out the FUD. But we also have to manage that FOMO. And we have to recognize that there are people in this space that either based on previous wealth or because they got in early, or they've made a couple of really great decisions, and I don't take anything away from them, that they are able to operate in a way that most majority of us cannot. The most majority of us cannot make the decisions and the, um, let's just face it, the, the risk play that a lot of this 1% crowd is playing. And I, I am okay with the 1% crowd. We're going to have some 1%ers here on the podcast. Who I am not okay with is the 1% crowd that only cares about making the other 1% crowd rich. And there are a lot of them in this space where they only talk to their friends that also have, have bored apes, that they also only amplify the sharks and the, and they almost create like this good old boy network and this like, this like crew. And, and of course they, they'll sugarcoat it and they'll, you'll, they'll use words like community and we're, we're here for everyone. And we're the, we're the, we're the, you know, the show for, you know, the, the people, but think about it. Like who do they amplify? What are the projects they amplify? The other thing we have to manage and understand is there are some, the ability to do it might, we, we could call it insider trading, but more of like this idea, the, the idea of really shifting the attention and the energy methodically by a certain groups of people is very real right now. And what I mean by that is you will notice 
that there are some projects that you probably look at and you're like, wait a second, why did that mint out? Why did everyone buy that project out of the gate? And I will tell you, one of the things I'm doing is, uh, man, I don't know if I, I guess I got to put this out there. I'm very transparent. Um, I'm monitoring a lot of wallets, a lot of wallets in the NFT space. Um, and I, I'm going to say like a hundred wallets um, where I'm trying to better understand some of these behaviors. And remember, you know, what happens in the blockchain stays in the blockchain. And you can't hide that. I don't care how many wallets you have. I don't care how many times you move things around. And what I'm noticing, and I'm actually buying some NFTs with the sheer reason of f- trying to jump into this, like, uh, this little group to see what they're doing. Like, I know that the NFT that I, I, I've, I've bought three of them this week where I know that, that the, the, the ROI, the return on it are not, uh, is not going to happen. But I also wanted to see, okay, well, why are these people minting or buying this NFT? Why is this group of people doing that? And then also, why does this group of people also always happen to be involved with these projects? And they almost like move their weight around. Now, part of this can be a good thing because we've seen this with projects where they'll say like, we're going to give the whitelist uh, out to all bored apes and mutant apes and, or, you know, Hey, only crypto dads can get um, on the whitelist. And, and we've seen that happen. But what we also have to recognize in those scenarios are what are the habits of those that are at that level or hold those NFTs? Because one of the things that I, I have to mention from this week is that I fell for a little bit of FOMO And I jumped into a project, and as I jumped in, I realized, oh no, the people, the the a lot of people in that project were holding fifteen or twenty of these NFTs. And when I looked into these people that were holding fifteen to twenty of these NFTs, they are the people that will jump into a project, talk about it nonstop on social media, and then as soon as a price goes up just a little bit, they will sell all of theirs then they'll no no longer talk about that project again. And in many cases, they'll actually support a project that might be the anti-project or even they'll kind of spread a little bit of FUD about that project because they got in early. Maybe they got a a good old boy discount and I'm using these, you know, references uh, correctly because um, I, I don't see this happening other than in a lot of the good old boy networks. And anyone that doesn't know me uh, should just recognize that I am, I am known for being one that is not afraid to disrupt, to dismantle, to um, blow up from the inside out. Um, And in many cases, I will be included into circles that are circles that I am only there for one reason and one reason only to understand what is going on and then to change these behaviors and change what's what's happening here. And so what I what I think all of this comes down to is like we have to really be be conscious and aware of like why we're getting into a project, what that project is going to do. And I will, I will tell you, I think this comes back to really one of the early episodes of this podcast, right? Like for every project that you're buying, you need to, you need to really decide yourself, like, what are your goals? What does success with this project look like for you? Is is success that you want to you want to make an ETH off of this project? You want to you want to you want to hit the home run and hope this project hits 100x? Hey, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. There's a couple of projects that I'm in for that, but you have to recognize that because then if it goes down or it's not doing good in the short term, you can't guilt yourself and feel bad because you're you're in it for the home run and you're trying to get that one of ten thousand shot 
to, to get lucky. Now, the other side of this is that if you get into a project that has an amazing community and, there, and it takes a while for it to mint out and the floor price is really low, why is that impacting you? Because if you got in it to be a part of an amazing community, the floor price should not be something that you're worried about in the short term. But yet it is. And in many of these cases, it's because of the people that we have around us. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know ask everyone here, right? Like think about it from the, the the group of people that you're listening to, the people that you're paying attention to. I have a Twitter list. I have a lot of Twitter lists. If you're not using Twitter lists, um, I recommend highly. You can create public Twitter list and you can create private Twitter list. I recommend highly on using Twitter lists. But I have some Twitter lists that are you know very small private Twitter lists that have like 15 people in it, and it'll be like, hey, these are 15 people that are in the NFT space that when I want to tune out the noise, I switch over to this list on my phone or on my desktop. And I know that if they're talking about a project, they're doing it from a place that's aligned with my values and my beliefs. Now, I also have some other Twitter lists that are like uh, NFT drop bot lists, right? For that are bots that um, will tell you about um, the upcoming NFTs. I also have a couple Twitter lists about um, projects that we're watching. Actually, you can go onto my Twitter account, iSocialFans, and if you click it, view my list, you can actually see a list called Mint 365 Tracking. And what I do is when I, anytime I see a project that I want to keep an eye on in the future, I add it to that list. And we're going to add mo- more and more to that list. And what, I, what is nice about that is it allows me to then put, you know, post that list into our Discord or send that over to my team. And then we're going to pull those, those projects and we're going to put it on our website into like our own calendar and things that we're researching. But I, I really do believe that we have to tune out that FUD. We have to manage our, our FOMO, that fear of missing out. And then we have to also find ways to get off the hype Twitter roller coaster. And that also can include Twitter spaces. I love Twitter spaces for getting to know a project and a community. But I've also found that I will get into a Twitter space and I will listen to them and I'll listen to everybody talking about the rarity and like what was important and, and they can't believe that this this NFT is still on the floor and it's still available. And I and I find myself going, oh man, I need to buy two more of these. And I, I go on to OpenSea and I'm like, all right, how do I, okay, I'm gonna buy these? Okay, oh, they, they said the Santa hat is the, the most popular one. I'm, I'm gonna buy a Santa hat one. And before I reckon, before I realize it, I'm making strategic decisions, I'm making decisions where I'm spending my money on things that don't align with my goals or versions of success simply because I'm listening to it on Twitter space. And the thing we have to recognize is who are those people we're listening to on that Twitter space? And one of them I realized was, oh my goodness, this is a team. And what they're doing is they're actually manipulating us in the Twitter space. Because what they're doing is they're giving us like, I can't believe this NFT is still there because they know that people are going to go and buy it. Well, what is that doing? Of course, that is everyone is buying at that moment. Well, what usually happens after that is that other people are selling and all of a sudden the floor price goes down and those people are okay with that because they got so many people to actually just buy now. So much so that I was in a Twitter space earlier today and I recognized that someone was doing this. And when I looked and saw, I went to like into OpenSea and I looked at the, what the most recent listing of NFTs were and I went backwards a little bit. And this person, um, an hour before that Twitter space, they listed all their entire bag of NFTs of this project. There was about 18 of them. 
um, they listed all of them for sale about 40% above floor price with an hour before the Twitter space. And then within the Twitter space, not like overly promotional or in your face, they started talking about how amazing and, and, and what some of these NFTs look like on the floor. And what it dawned on me was, if these people are so bullish on this project, why are they giving away to all of us the best ones to buy? Hmm, something seems fishy. And then I recognize it's actually their NFTs that they want you to buy. They want you to buy them at over floor price, knowing damn well that there's a good chance that floor price is going to go down and they don't care that you just overpaid for them. So what I'm going to challenge us all to do is recognize these things. And there's no way we can really prevent a lot of this. What we have to do individually is manage that and help each other out. I've gone the other way, my friends. I've tried to stop the, the go after the bullies or attack those that are selling unicorns, rainbows, and BS. And what happens is if you go and bring one of them down, another one pops up. And so I'm taking a different approach. I've always taken a different approach where I'm going to hopefully educate all of you that are listening to this. I'm going to challenge all of you to take this episode and share it with your friends. Let them know and help them recognize some of the influence that goes on. You know, like when I see, like I, I love consuming TikTok. There is a lot of bad NFT advice on TikTok, a lot. So much so that I, I started commenting on some of them, uh, on some of the NFT, uh, you know, the TikTok ones, because I am so like scared for our community that they're being influenced by some of these people that are, are saying things like, you know, if you would have just listened to my advice last week and, and bought this NFT for $450, it would be worth $46,500 right now. And, and you are an idiot and you need to take this next three advice that I'm giving. Like there, there's no, blockchain has receipts. Like let's, let's be real. Like we got to do, you know, and this is where it comes into what is our own hashtag for this show. And it's D-Y-O-D-R. Do your own damn research. We all know there's a hashtag, do, you, do your own research. But as someone that, you know, write the book, Press the Damn Button, I have a podcast called Press the Damn Button. I think do your own damn research is an important one. And I think when we're making any decisions, please take the time, take the breath to recognize some of the things that go around you. All right. And last thing I want to share is actually something that I'm doing now that is hopefully going to help me with this is that I've actually moved my minting wallet, the wallet that I like to buy NFTs on uh, the most off of my iPhone. Yeah. I mint a lot of NFTs off of my iPhone and I still will, I still will buy NFTs via my iPhone, but the, the wallet that I use to make the, the most of my purchases, I'm now only leaving on my desktop. And part of that reasoning was, is that if I find something or I'm listening to a Twitter space or I, I'm influenced by something, I want like that extra barrier for me and that, that decision. So then I have to go onto my computer. The other thing that I'm also doing is I'm very transparent with you guys, the, the podcast listeners. Uh, we have a couple super fans NFTs that are left and we have two founders NFTs that are left that support the show that are part of the Mint 365. But what I've actually decided to do is I have a, a private channel on Discord for only NFT holders. So only if you're holding one of these two NFTs, you have access to this Discord uh, channel that just says Fanzo's Wallets. And what I've done is I've set up a Discord bot that will actually show you and it will automatically post every time I buy something, 
every time I sell something, every time I transfer something, every time I mint something. And part of that is I want you guys to be able to see what I'm doing, right? I want you to be able to see the actions. I want you, I'm, I, I am open and transparent. I, I will not uh, try to hide uh, my decisions or the things that are, are, are influencing me. I, I'm, hopefully you guys are seeing that. And if, you, if you're unsure about that, just stick with us. Stick with us. I promise you. I promise you, you're, you're going to enjoy this ride and you're going to understand that I am a massive believer in transparency and I'm hyper transparent. And in some cases, I'm an oversharer, which is, you know, ADHD. Part of us with neurodiversity is that we overshare. It's also why some of these podcast episodes are way longer than they probably should be. But I love you guys for sticking with us and I love you guys for the support. But that channel is for everyone that holds our NFTs. And one of the reasons that I also think it's important there is I want you guys to also be able to like, wow, Brian, like you, you, what was the decision? What was the reason you did this? Or Brian, could you, under, could you explain that? And someone did that to, to me yesterday. And they said, wow, Brian, I can't believe you, you went in with that many on this project. And what it did was it actually made me go like, okay, well now I have to defend my decision. And I wasn't defending it because they were attacking me, but it's actually a good question. They wanted to know why was I doing that? And here's the funny part. If I can't explain why I'm making an NFT decision, a purchasing decision, and, and break it down to what my goal is, then more than likely I let the FUD or the FOMO or the hype get to me. So find your circle of people and even find people that you want to share your wallet with and share your decisions with. I think together we can hold each other accountable. We can also, we can also lift each other up. We can also include each other when an NFT drop happens. You know, for our founders that are holding our founders' NFTs, I have a Founders Alpha channel that only our founders are in. And if I'm getting some ridiculous alpha that I, I can't, you know, that it just, it just like this amazing information, I'm going to drop it in there first, right? I'm going to drop it in there first because, you know, those are the ones that, that kind of bought in on that Founders NFT pass. And then I also have a, 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 a d- channel in our Discord for upcoming projects and, and, and sharing projects that I'm looking at. And I've told you guys many times on this podcast that if there's a project that you want me to look at or you're curious about, you, you can message me on uh, Discord. You, and I said message me on DMs, but DMs have got a little rec- ridiculous. Like I still have 240 unread Twitter direct messages and well over 50 on Instagram right now. And I've been spending some time managing that. But what I would challenge you to do is jump over to our Discord or if you're not into Discord, you can jump over to Facebook or tweet at me publicly and just ask me uh, about a project or post about it in there. Now, we have some amazing community members right now that I will actually argue that they are more dialed in to the NFT world than I am. I, I'm, I'm not a master of all, and I'm, I am literally only sharing what my research determines. And that is also why on some upcoming episodes... I have a really great interview coming up that you guys are going to really love with Franklin. And Franklin is actually someone that on May 1st of last year bought 30 Bored Ape Yacht Clubs. And he's going to talk to us about how he approached those. And then now because of what his wallet looks like, how he's able to make some flipping decisions and his really focus is making money. And I'm bringing him on the podcast because I love his transparency on Twitter. I really appreciate him. I only know him via Twitter. We've gone back and forth, but I've been super excited to bring him on the show. We also have an upcoming uh, episode with another person that has uh, been involved with a couple projects that um, ended up not being what they were, what they were from the outside. And they're going to share um, what they learned and how they they were also manipulated, and unfortunately, it hurt their reputation. And then we'll have some people on the podcast like we had yesterday um, 
that are just amazing project founders like the team over there at West Coast Customs um, and that are doing everything right in my book. And here's where I'm going to end this episode. We have the ability in the NFT space to determine how FUD, how FOMO, and how hype are used in this space. If we don't appreciate that someone is hyping or uh, shilling a project, all these different projects, and they're not backing it up, unfollow them, mute them, do not amplify them, do not feel like you still need their attention. If you feel like someone is spreading FUD and you, they're, they're trying to break down a project that you are a part of, don't go after them. Rather, focus on the good things of the project and make it clear to your community why you love the project. I believe the way you beat people that are spreading misinformation and, and breaking things down is not by going at them. They want the attention. They want to bring you down into that hole. Rather, you focus on what you love. It's like my favorite argument with Android users versus iPhone users. I'm, I'm, I have an Android and an iPhone. iPhone's my primary device. But I will say, if someone comes at me telling me that they love Android, but their only evidence for why they love Android is all the things they tell me that iPhone sucks at, I'm not going to argue with them. I don't care. Their opinion doesn't matter to me. Because really, they don't know why Android is better. They just hate certain things about Apple, and they're going to highlight that. And we all have those kind of people. But the people that come to me and say, Brian, I just like Android better than iPhone. You know, I have this much more control. I can manage these type of things. I don't feel like uh, Big Brother is watching me. Whatever those things are, I'm all for that, right? And so we have to recognize within us, within us that the way that we manage the FUD, the hype, and the, the FOMO is that we must be the, the advocates, the allies, the amplifiers of the values that matter to us individually in these NFT communities, like three of my favorite projects are massively undervalued right now and the floor price is ridiculously low and it's a little bit frustrating. But I know, I know, I know, I know for a fact that long term, they are going to be the ones that are going to be long withstanding. And the problem is right now that the big players, the one percenters aren't talking about them. And, and I think it's, and it's doing a little bit. And I'll, I'll, I'll call them out right now. It is Crypto Dads. It is Fame Ladies, and it is Playboy Ravatars. I believe those three projects at the core of their roadmap, their communities, and the teams behind them, because I've got to know all of them, are amazing, absolutely amazing. And I believe their floor price does not match the value and the, the things that they are going to be delivering for their community. But it will over time. Because the, the, the hype and the, like, this like, FOMO FUD spreading is going to have, have its day and then it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to, as a community be able to make an impact and make a difference. So with that being said, um, the, I'm just going to leave this, this episode there. I was a little fired up. I went a little longer than I had planned. Uh, please do me a favor. Uh, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please leave me a review over on Apple um, Podcasts. I really appreciate that. Um, also, if uh, check out our new website. Every project that we're buying, you know, we're buying an NFT every day. Every one that we're buying, we're putting up there on the website so you guys can follow along on the website. You don't have to go into our Twitter feed or into our Discord. Uh, and that's nft365podcast.com. And last thing is, if you want to support um, the project and even get a piece of the of the project revenue when we uh, sell it in 
uh, November, uh, snag one of those NFTs. The the 365 Superfans NFTs uh, are for sale for $365. Um, you can buy them right on the website. You can uh, click through there. And then our, our founders NFTs, we only have two left of the 22. Uh, and those are for sale for $5,000. So we've sold 20 of the of the $5,000 NFTs. Uh, and all of those that have the founders NFTs on November 11th will uh, are entitled to 1% of the total sale of this project. So uh, check out the pod, uh, check out the website, uh, jump on the NFTs if you want to, if you can't afford it, it's not in your wheelhouse right now. Hey, keep coming on along on the journey with the podcast. You know, Hey, it doesn't cost anything to share out this episode on your social channels. So it doesn't matter what channel is, is your favorite social. Uh, if you want to share this podcast out, make sure you tag me so I can thank you and, and amplify it as well. But, um, until tomorrow, my friends, let's together, like lift each other up. Let's together, not let the FUD spreaders the the hype masters ruin what we all believe in because i at my core believe that there are great people and other great people doing great things and it's our job to connect those great people with those great people to do even greater things together till tomorrow cheers this show is not financial advice so do your own damn research